Welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Monday, May 17th, and this is episode 98 of the Pineapple Couch. We have a great episode for you guys today. First off, I'm going to be joined by Dom and Josh to talk a little bit about the NBA. We're going to do our NBA end of the season awards and do a little playoff preview, talk about the play-ins, some interesting Kings news we'll get to off the top. And then later on in the program, uh, Kyle Castaneda, Keon, Eric, and for the first time ever, Miles McLaughlin will show up on the pod and we'll do a little TV draft. So you want to stay tuned for that. All right, gentlemen, let's get into the meat of the issue here with the NBA. Uh, first off, Josh, how you doing, my friend? I'm great. It's been a while, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Things are heating up. And Dom, how are you doing, my friend? Pretty good. Um, yeah, kind of just hanging in there. Excited for these playoffs starting with the playing games mm-hmm. tomorrow. So just looking forward to some playoff basketball. Should be good. And I will say, you guys can disagree with me if you want about this. The end of the season, there's always tanking. And there was still tanking this year. I will say the quality of basketball in April, though, was a bit better than in years past. But that might be due to how they had to squeeze in like 20 games a day for the last <laughs> eight days of the week of the season. But OK, let's uh, let's get into this first. Dom, this is a, a personal subject for you. It's tough. It brings me no joy asking you this. The Kings are keeping Luke Walton. And I will just say I'm not as locked in on Kings Twitter and what's going on as you are, Dom. But I'm shocked. I thought it was a done deal. He was getting fired. I thought he might get fired just in the middle of this season. I know you probably don't agree with him being rehired, so you can mention that. And then are you just, like, shocked or are you not because it's the Kings? Sorry. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of surprised. I know he has a really good relationship with De'Aaron. And I know De'Aaron's gone to bad form and said that they, like, get along and, like, connect, like, on a personal level, like, outside of basketball. So that part doesn't really surprise me. I'm just surprised that a team that – Seem like they would go on, on a nine-game losing streak and then win like seven of eight and then like a nine-game losing streak and then go like 500 for 10 games mm-hmm. and then win five or six. I mean, it's just so, so inconsistent. And I don't know if that was just because Tyrese got injured when the Kings uh, were starting to play like really well, really good basketball. I mean, I think they started the season off five and three. I mean, their first game, they beat the Nuggets in Denver. Mm-hmm. But you, I think they you, beat the Nuggets like twice in the first week or something yeah, like that. They yeah, they did. Nuggets it, got it, off to uh, a slow start, though. For But, yeah, but yeah I it's mean, like Kings basketball. Yeah, I'd say it's it's more of the Nuggets playing badly than the Kings playing well or was the reason that the Kings won. But, um, yeah, I would have really liked to see them go a different direction. He's 61 and 81 through two seasons, two, two shortened seasons, obviously, which is actually better than how – a lot of Kings coach, coaches started um, in their first couple of seasons. The reason why I think it hurts so much that he's staying is because the Kings at one point had a competent coach in Mike Malone. They had yeah. him for yeah, think, 90 or 100 games, and they let him tough. go. When the Kings started out 5-1, and one, and then De'Aaron, or not De'Aaron, DeMarcus got meningitis, I think, mm-hmm. and then they yep. went 9-13, yeah. and, and then they fired him. And now to see him do so well in Denver, whenever I like see Jokic passing the ball to Warriors, seeing like Jamal or like basically anything Denver Denver does well, I'm just like, well, that should have been the Kings. And I think Rudy Gay even said a tweet like when the Nuggets were ball in the playoffs season, he was like, that should have been the Kings. I'm like, what the fuck, like, <laughs> yeah. So I I think my biggest worry though with this is that it could be news or or maybe a foreboding thing of stagnation 
from the Kings. And I think there needs to be some major changes with this roster. Yeah. I mean, I I think you lost Bagley for better or for worse. Um, and okay. and I don't I don't know what Heald's doing on this team either. Where I think you can still get something for him. But I mean, you let Bogdanovich go for nothing. Not to sorry that I'm talking to you about this, Dom, because it's <laughs> it's not your fault or yeah. anything like that, but. You you let Bogdanovich go for nothing. Cousins kind of flamed out terribly as well. I mean, you got healed for that. So I mean, yeah. this is the return well, from that at least. But you got Fox and Halburn, and that to I'm, me, that's your team. What now. I'm curious and about, maybe Rashawn Holmes, is Dom. You just mentioned how D- Deer and Fox went at bat for Luke Walton. I did. So is this a situation? I thought it was like both the fans and the team were sick of Luke Walton, but he well, still has the locker room. Or is yeah. it just Fox, you think? The reason, well, they fired Dave Yeager because he clashed with the players. And one of the big reasons why they brought in Luke Walton is because Luke Walton is known as a player's coach. Like, I think everyone in that locker room except for LeBron like Luke Walton because LeBron was like, I can't win with this guy. Like, yeah. And then he shipped off the whole team for Anthony Davis. <laughs> uh, I don't really like the players either. But, yeah, he's known for being, like, a good locker room guy. Like, I think the Warriors players really liked him when yeah, he was just on the rosters and i know that they were like pretty sad to see him go and thought he would do well i just don't know if it's because like with buddy healed i think the king kind of got a uh a blessing in disguise well not really in disguise when tyrese fell i thought he was gonna be really good i didn't think he would be like this good this quickly mm-hmm. so it's kind of a nice like, get out of jail free card for the buddy healed mistake um yeah. i also don't i don't know how close luke walton is with our gm monty mcnair who came over from the rockets but I just was pretty surprised. I thought they would kind of because you know when you hire a GM, Monty didn't hire Luke Walton. Yeah, so yeah, you good point. Kind of like clean house, get the coach you want. Um, I was really hoping that they'd get like uh, Ime Udoka. I think he's a Spurs assistant, or mm-hmm. even I can't remember his name, but the coach on the Timberwolves bench, not Chris Finch, but the guy that uh, everyone like thought they should have hired. Yeah, I, I forgot his name. Portland, I'll look it up. Portland assistant, yeah. I mean, I just think, I mean, Luke Walton's plays are not, like, very good. Like, I mean, the Kings had, like, the second-worst defensive rating in basketball in NBA history this year. Mm-hmm. And you were that guy by, like, yeah, he has two years left on his contract, and I think the Kings just finished paying Dave Yeager off. So it's yeah. like, I can see, like, especially with the pandemic, it makes sense you don't want to pay a guy that's not working for you. It's like mm-hmm. I get it from the financial aspect, but... It's just frustrating. I mean, the Kings have gone 15 years without making the playoffs. Like, it just sucks. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. And, I mean, I am. I'm like, I am shocked that Luke Walton is still there. But I, especially with the new GM thing, because that kind of just gives you the excuse of, like, I didn't hire this guy. I'm trying to build yeah, my own image. My guy. Yeah. Um, okay, gentlemen, what I want to talk about. Oh, I had this comparison I want to throw at you two really, really quickly. Uh, Luke Walton. So remember his debut, right? Of coaching is coaching the godly, like the Warriors at their peak, right? When they're he doesn't have to do anything. Steph and Draymond are running the show, et cetera, et cetera. That reminds me of how people credit Adam Gase of like, oh, he worked with Peyton Manning in Denver with the Broncos. It's like, well, he had Peyton Manning. Like, that's does that make sense to you guys? Do you get that comparison? Yeah, a, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because it was like Eric Decker, Demarius Thomas. I don't know who the Welker at that point too. I think maybe. Yeah, I think he did. Maybe it was like a young No. Sean Marino. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, let's get into the playing games. The big, the biggest playing game ever, which is. I mean, there's only been like two years of this, I guess, but it it's still true. Lakers Warriors will be the big play, and that will be Wednesday night. 
Um, one thing everyone needs to understand, or like they're talking about how crazy this game will be. And yes, it will be crazy. But the other thing is like the loser isn't out. We need to like remember that. Like, I guess like, I don't know, like to me, like the idea of like, let's say the Steph goes for 60 and has like a fucking crazy game and the Lakers lose. I would bet everything that the Lakers would be the Grizzlies or the Spurs the next week. I wouldn't be as confident in the Warriors because, you know, up and down year. But that's why I think I think both the Lakers and Warriors will end up getting in. But I'm curious what you guys think of not just about this game, but for how these two teams finished this season. Um, Josh, I'm going to start with you. Warriors, they lose James Wiseman, and it's almost basically a blessing. In, it's, it is a blessing in disguise because they start playing a lot better basketball. They're running small ball with Looney and Green, and it's just more similar to the style of play they've ran in years past. And also, Curry started shooting a lot, lot more. Because um, I know you can, Josh, if I asked you, do you think the Warriors have a chance in this game? I mean, I think you'd say, of course, like yeah. one game. But what do you think of, is there any chance the Warriors could beat the Suns or the Jazz? And Dom, you'll get this question in, in a second. Is that like, is that a sweep by the Suns or Jazz? Or is this a six, seven game series? What is your vibe on that? Because after these last couple of weeks, I I don't think there'll be an easy out for either of those teams. I just don't. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think they actually, they match up a little bit better with Utah. Actually, I think a little bit more than, uh, than Phoenix because yeah. they can, they might be able to still shoot Gobert off the court. I mean, that's still, that's still a big problem that I think, I think Gobert's shown us the most he has this season where that he's still going to be a threat in one way or another. But they were like real series, like, not only like two years ago where Gobert couldn't stay on the floor and they just spaced him out. Mm -hmm. So I think if the small ball works, I think it could actually fuck up Utah a little bit. However, I would not bet on Golden State to win that seven game series at all. I, I, I would still have Utah as like a heavy, heavy favorite. But I think Curry would have to go like ballistic for even like an, a shot in these games, I think. Okay, before I go to Dom, I'm going to do a little non-biased, well, it's obviously biased thing here. Okay, Curry, I can, like, we can just pencil. He's going to go nuclear. Let's just assume that. Mm -hmm. Draymond will play well in the playoffs. The thing, though, gentlemen, is there any worry if you're the Jazz of Mitchell hasn't played in a while? And you're no. bringing him back. No. Oh, see, uh, I think no. that that takes a couple games. I don't think it matters because I think they w rolled off a win streak without Mitchell this whole time. And that's actually severely hurt Mitchell's case for any of these All-NBA awards or anything else. Because yeah, Utah, true. Utah hasn't even lost a step basically just Joe Ingles and Clarkson recently has been going off again too. Conley's been great all season and, and Gobert is Gobert. I mean, I, I, and Bogdanovich, didn't he go off for like a 40 point, like a couple weeks ago or something like that. It's there. They have so many weapons and, and so many guys I think that are, that are pretty proven in, in these kind of situations where the Warriors, I love Juan, Juan Toscano Anderson, but and he's going to get scared for his life in a playoff game. In, in a oh, playoff game. easy. I, I just think he's just he's 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 a he's a young guy I, at Wiggins, too. I, I just the unproven guys that. I, and, and I mean, I don't even want to talk about Ubre. Yeah, so. well, fuck Ubre. I'll say that. OK, so you guys are both at like that five. You think Jazz in five or six? Yeah. Jazz in three. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, Dom. Dom, um, I, I don't think it's going to be sweet, but I, I think Utah is going to handle it. It depends on the fan situation, Oracle, too. True. Dom, question to you, but a little different. 
put the Lakers against the Suns or the Jazz, are they favored? Uh, I think, I mean, yeah, I would assume yeah. so. Well, it depends. I mean, I think LeBron's been doing a little bit of load management this season. I, I mean, granted, I think his ankle was really hurt, but I, mean, I think he took like an extra week off just to make sure it's okay since he had like half the off season he usually does. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll be well rested. I mean, re- really, like this is where their season starts for the Lakers. I don't think they really give a shit about the regular season. So, and I mean, like LeBron in 2018, I mean, it was against a weaker conference, but he was the four seed, and mm-hmm. they the Pacers in seven, and then swept the one seed Raptors. So, I mean, if he has to face like the one seed or the two seed, like it's not like he hasn't done this before with mm-hmm. them. Game, Josh. Yeah, the uh, the Lakers have the the second lowest odds still to win the title yeah, or the best tough. odds. So I mean, just to tell you where people are at on on the Lakers team, mm-hmm. they still are are the favorite to go to go out the West on the almost Nets, every uh, odd score. Nets are Nets are overall favorite almost so, everywhere. I mean, this my guy Stephen Facer, loyal Utah Jazz fan. I don't know any Suns fans. I mean, but, like, this is the all-time worst-case scenario. If you're a young yeah. team, you finally, like... Or the Jazz aren't young. They've been around. But, like, the Suns have been in the playoffs in God knows how long. They're these kind of, like, surprise one-two seeds. And there's a 50% chance they get LeBron. And the other 50, like, we're saying how they'd be favored against the Warriors. But I know that that Warriors team isn't a typical eight seed. That's not, like, you're that right. fun to have to you're, go against. You're absolutely right. So I think right. it's... It's uh, it's weird. It's a weird year, but that's also because I think the the shortened year. I don't know is what I'm gonna put on it. Why it's so? I don't know. I just I still I here's what I will say. I just don't believe in the Suns or Jazz at all. And it's not even about the Warriors. Like I'm taking that out. I will be stunned if one of the Suns or Jazz like make it to the finals. Like I'm going Lakers number one in the West. I I don't know. Denver still not bad, but. Clippers, Denver. I have Denver in that still the same class as them. It would either of you like disagree with that and be like, no, no, no. I think there's a legit shot. The Jazz or the Suns are making the NBA Finals. Not with these matchups. I, I that's in, so. and that's insane. Yeah. And, it's and the one it, and two seeds. I think if they had anybody else as the lower seed, like the Phoenix, for instance, if they're anybody else but the Lakers, I think they rolled them and then. I I think that we'll see from there. They get their they get their feet wet a little bit. It's a young team. They get going, and then just momentum builds. And I think it carries them to the conference finals. But the fact they get Lakers round one, yeah, rough. If they get them, I mean, rough, I mean, yeah. they haven't won yet. But it's pretty. I think it's pretty like the Lakers. Nobody, win. yeah, nobody can guard Anthony Davis on that on that Phoenix team. DeAndre Aiden is is gonna get exposed. Sarich, and then you have Jalen Smith. I mean that that alone, let alone <laughs> LeBron. Yeah, they don't have anyone to guard him either. And and I think <laughs> we're just could do a decent job, I think. Maybe. But I, I just long, I think it's, it's a tough, and, tough matchup. And Jake Crowder is not really scared of Oh, anybody. Jake Crowder. I, that's actually Pencil and Davis for like thirty and fifteen on the series though. I, I just, is just, the regular just, season yeah. pointless then? Is yeah. what we take away from the regular season just basically fucking no. pointless? No, I just think this is just really well, this is the short stick. No, this but is just the short short straw. Short straw. Yeah, it so, it sucks. But we just admitted that the Suns and Jazz didn't matter. matter. I mean, like, it does because even like the betting favorite, the Nets, their their best three players have played seven games together and they're the betting favorite. That just shows that the regular season doesn't matter. But they still got the second seed. I mean, they were still an incredible team in the East. I mean, so I 
you know, like I still think the regular season matters 100%. I just think the West is loaded and the injuries, I think you, it you matters, fell on the bad but side of. The thing is, is you can't make any up. like what the thing that matters the most is still July. Absolutely. No, just 100%. The superstars. Of course. And if you have AD LeBron, you have like what Brooklyn bet all their talent. Like, hey, we have these three guys. That's the arc. Like, if the. If we get the Lakers and Nets, which is probably the favorite for what the finals would be, that would be crazy yeah. because you have the Lakers who barely were healthy this year and never played together. And the Nets, the same thing where they play like seven games, like Dom was just saying. So that's just the ultimate, like, yeah, we didn't really give a crap about. Yeah, it's, a, it's exactly. Well, and all we care about is rings. So why would these guys care about like a random game in Charlotte in February? Yep, that's a good it's point. It's a title. Let's go to the Eastern Conference, gentlemen. Um, the Wizards Celtics will be the 7-8 playing game in the East. Um, oh, but let's wrap up Lakers Warriors. You guys are both on Lakers in that game. I mean, if I'm setting the line, I obviously would favor the Lakers. But again, I don't like I wouldn't be stunned if the Warriors eked out a close one and then it's the good Lakers value. Be the biggest lock of all time in that next game. <laughs> yeah. It's the Clippers and Lakers play stuff like the best though defensively when you look at the metrics, just because mm-hmm. I think they have bigger guards. I mean, you have Schroeder, who yeah, he's coming off injury, and KCP's been there. I don't know. I just You're think just they're betting on the... rust. Huh? You're betting on a, yeah. betting on a big yeah. staff yeah. game and a little There's... rust, and it not being a seven game series. Because I'm not yeah. making the argument the Warriors could beat the Lakers in a seven game series. Oh, I'm yeah. saying a one off. Yeah, I mean, if Steph goes yeah. out for 46 again, mm-hmm. then yeah, I think that's what will be. I'd go. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd go. Like, Okay, so let's go to well, the East then. Or Josh. I was just going to say one one last thing. What would a Warriors game have to look like to win this game for that? Like a line Steph for, for score, just, you got to get like, like, what, like over 40 from Steph. You get over 20 40. from Wiggins. You have a Draymond triple-double like where he scores assists, like 12 yeah. points. And then yeah. you get the – Jordan Poole has been huge lately shooting it for them. You got to get the points from Juan Toscano-Anderson. I mean, I think Jordan Poole is actually maybe the key to getting the amount of points, which is not – a great thing to say. <laughs> going I'm just, I'm, I, I think the Lakers that, are going to hunt him, though, for sure. Yeah. Either that or, like, Anthony Davis gets 2,000 in the first three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to see and a then ton LeBron of, like, gets hurt. Andres Carroll and Andre Drummond minutes together, which is, like, <laughs> negative spacing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Eastern Conference then, gentlemen. Wizards, Celtics, uh, Russell Westbrook, and the Wizards storming late in the season to get into this eight seed and the Celtics, this team who has been in the Eastern conference finals, a couple, like three of the last four years or something, I think in the East, the Celtics have, and they're relatively a young team. I think we could all agree. And they are besides Kemba, they're cr- crumbling down at the end of this season. Uh, Josh, are you, do you think the Celtics need to make a fundamental change? And then what do you think about this matchup? Oh, yeah. I think, Dom, I'll have something for you next. I, I mean, I think there needs to be dramatic changes. Like, I mean, if anything, maybe even falling out of the play-in tournament altogether might be the best thing for this organization going forward to just completely just blow up everything. Because, I mean, I think Tatum and Brown are the only things that are that are safe on this team. But they're it's I mean, best case scenario, right? They win this. They win this game right against the Wizards. They play Brooklyn. They're gonna get fucking demolished by Brooklyn. I'm like, you know, Dom. Dom shaking his head. Russell Dom. West, Russell Westbrook's revenge, baby. 
Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I'd agree I'm with sarcastic. that. I'm being sarcastic. I, I just yeah, mean I'm like if, if Boston wins this game, I just mean like they're gonna get killed by, by uh, Brooklyn the next series. Oh, is, totally is what I'm saying. Yeah. But because cool. honestly, I don't, I don't think it matters who wins this game. I or, favor or, the Wizards. I would bet on the Wizards. I, I, I'm leaning that way as well. And, and maybe I mean, that's stupid because Tatum could go off for like fifty, but it's I, I yeah I like the Wizards a little bit more right now. They make more sense. So, dumbly enough, Russell Westbrook. He's I, I give him crap because he takes a lot of bad threes, but I mean he's obviously the most aggressive player in the NBA. He works his ass off. He has that mental like alpha, like the type of attitude. That's the exact opposite of the Celtics this year. Like the <laughs> polar opposite. I think. I mean, I would. It's tough to say because you're like the Celtics. We've seen them play well, but I would really favor the Wizards in that matchup. Um, Dom, let's talk to you now about this Wizards team going into this Celtics matchup. Um, seems like you would favor them as well. But then after that, I want to hear, do you think that this nice run here that has happened at the end of this NBA season means that we might see this Beal Westbrook again? We might have a, a longer stay in Washington, perhaps? Uh, how many more years does Russ have on that contract? Two, I think about two. Yeah, yeah, I'd say player probably option run, probably run it back one more year. I mean, I think with the injuries, COVID, Danny Abdija, I think it's going to be better next year. I actually really like him as a prospect. Um, Bertans has had a pretty bad shooting season, like a historically bad shooting season as well. And like, I think when they got Daniel Gafford. Uh, they He's played been like incredible, great, yeah. six, six best defense in basketball since All Star break, and I mean I don't think Scott Scott Brooks is a great coach, but he's he's like connected to Russ kind of mm-hmm. like like I know they have a bunch of uh, admiration for one another, and I think Bradley Bill seems like him. And I mean Russ just seems like a really good teammate, like off the court he seems like to want to hang yeah. out with the guys, you know, build a lot of good team camaraderie. I think finding like a veteran like that who's like who puts his body on the line like every single play is hard to come by in the NBA. So, I mean, if I'm the Wizards, I keep him. Like, mm-hmm. you made the playing game. You're probably going to be the seven seed in, like, a shortened season when it's, like, your first season playing together. Like, yeah. Well, run it back. And the other thing is it's maybe not even going to be the Wizards' choice because we it's kind of we've seen how players just ask out. But – I get the impression, and you guys disagree with me if you don't agree, but, like, it seems like Beal doesn't really want to leave Washington. Like, he's made a couple comments, like, I want to stay here, and then that may all just be smoke, but um, I don't know. It Most of the time, I think they're lying, but for some reason with Beal, I think it's kind of genuine. Who could even trade for him, though? Like, what package would you – like, if you're the Warriors, do you put it together, like, You'd Wiseman? You'd have to do the Wiggins, Wolves, Wiseman, the pick, and – um. You know who maybe else another do pick. I don't even yeah, know like a lot, a lot more picks. I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, like other I, teams the Pelicans, could, like, I think also could do a package with Ingram and a bunch of their picks since they just got their like cash hoard for Holiday from uh, Milwaukee. I think I think there's a lot of teams that would want to make a deal for Beal because he's still like 26, 27, mm-hmm. prime of his career. The Wizards best score. want to take on is the thing. Like you got to think about what Ingram? they're getting back. No, well, yeah, I don't think that the Wizards would take Ingram. My point was like, yeah, I think a lot of teams would say like, oh, you know, we'll give you uh, like, yeah, Brandon Ingram, 
Alonzo uh, Ball and, you know, three picks. But, like, I don't think the Wizards would be like, oh, that's a good return for Bradley Beal. Yeah. Well, in this in this scenario, I don't think it really matters what the Wizards want to do because I'm sure Bradley Beal is going to force his way out type yeah. thing. So he is what, how I think it would work out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think mean. Like, he'd have the power. Um, so we're all favoring the Wizards in that plan. And let's go now to these the last two we'll go a little quicker through these ones because uh um they i don't care as much honestly uh hornets pacers no gordon hayward the hornets have been dramatically better with hayward this year um pacers up and down season uh initial reaction i'll take the pacers in this game dom to you and then to josh uh i mean i don't know i'll probably just take the hornets just because i like Lamelo. I mean, there you go. No behind it. Um, I think the Pacers have kind of mentally checked out too, especially with like their coach oh, not yeah. really having the locker room, and then their assistant coach yelling at like Goga Badits or whatever that guy's name is. So the dots. Um, yeah. yeah, I would just go with the Hornets here, uh, just because you get to see Michael Jordan win something for the first time in a while. Oh, nice! I knew I knew it was going to come at some point. Uh, Josh. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Indiana. Uh, okay. I think I, I I hate both these teams though. I think I think both these teams suck. Pretty boring. Game. Probably not. I'll probably just ha- have this game on in the background, honestly, yeah. and have like the Giants game on the other TV or something. Yeah. Um. So the next game then Spurs Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies obviously a lot more exciting team than the Spurs, if that's safe to say. Um, I do, however, think that this is going to be. A close game, but I'll take Grizzlies because I think Morant will bounce back. I don't think he played that well against the Warriors yesterday, no. so I think we'll see a little bounce back from him. I don't know though. Uh, Dom, Josh, um, I, I, I mean, I think this is just kind of like typical Spurs. He's kind of out, and then they'll just somehow find a way to win it, and then I think they'll lose to the Warriors. But I, I don't know. The Grizzlies are just too young. I don't think they can rise to the moment. Like I'd trust Demar Derozan in a playoff game more than John Morant. Mm. Josh, uh, I'm gonna go Memphis. I I feel like I haven't seen anything from Jaron Jackson really since he's been back from injury. I uh, mm. I mean I not that he's due necessarily. I think this is a wash for his season anyways. But I think Valanciunas has been playing really well, and I, I think Morant's just too good to have a two game slide this bad. Okay. Does uh, Does Jaron Jackson shoot with two hands? It's really weird. It's, it's he pushes it. It's it's odd. He's he's a just any seven footer, I, I haven't seen any seven weird. footer that I like their form. I, I, I that I can think of honestly. Kevin Durant. I Dur- yeah. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Dur- Durant's like a borderline, I guess. To me, yeah. I guess he's not like a big, but but okay. you're right. He's technically. Let's get into more exciting conversation topics than the Spurs, Grizzlies, and Hornets, Pacers, gentlemen. Let's just talk. Let's go through the end of the season awards. Let's do the Pineapple Couch NBA end of the season awards. We will start with MVP. Um. I think that uh, a lot of people are trying to zag and discredit Jokic on his great season and come up with something different. Um, I mean, I'm a big Steph Curry guy, but I am of the belief that you don't give MVPs to eight seeds. I think Nikola Jokic is the MVP. He would be my pick. I'd put Embiid second, then Curry three, Giannis four, Luka five. That's how I would do the MVP race. Um, But I just think Nikola Jokic is... A spectacular player. He's one of the best passers. Like, I don't know. Think of better passers we've seen in our lives than Jokic, Steve Nash, LeBron, Chris Paul. Bloody he, diva. He's yeah. He's on that list. He's on that list. I think. Um, we'll go to you first, Josh. Who is your MVP? 
Oh, I mean, it's going to be boring. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, we have like identical ballots. I I kind of swapped Dame for Luca at the five, but like it's it was really close for me at that. But yeah, I mean, identical Embiid, Curry, Giannis. I've Dame, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, Jokic has been so fucking good. But more so, I think we've talked about in the past. It's really just uh, it's just a health, a thon thing for Jokic, I believe, because it's just he's played all the games and and Embiid didn't, Giannis. Mm-hmm. Uh, won two in a row. I mean, it's kind of a process of elimination. I, I just feel like at this point, but no discredit to Jokic. He's had an incredible year since Murray went down. He's got the storyline, I think, too, and finishes the three seed. So I'm gonna go Jokic. It's mm-hmm. it's it's easy. Cut Dom. Uh, I think it's gonna go Jokic. I'd pick Chris Paul personally. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I said on the pod like a month ago. I just think the way he's kind of transform that Suns team into the two seed is pretty remarkable I mean they're gonna get like the worst draw ever but can can I just can can we talk about the Chris Paul for MVP case I I just I I don't have like a problem with it but I just I don't like it very much is the 16 points is where it gets tough if he averaged 21 I would be like but the two but then I I love winning though that's the thing I agree but I just feel like a lot of this narrative that for Chris Ball for MVP is made up by this this culture shift thing. And I don't know how much of that is is necessarily like apparent to 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 like someone watching a basketball game. Let's say like it's it to me, it's a lot of it could be behind the scenes. And maybe it's just all luck for Chris, not necessarily luck for Chris Ball to be as good as he is to transform teams as much as he does. But like, I, I just think that. It's it, it might be overhyped, I think, with a lot of this, cool. where I, I think uh, with a lot of these things. I think when the, the reason with this Chris Paul case is what has happened this year is that the flashy names kind of got eliminated from the MVP conversation. Yeah. And it, this head like it's a narrative driven league, like they need things to talk about. So people got bored of saying Jokic. And then you bring up this Chris Paul thing, which where I don't think it's. I think I would I had Chris Paul or uh, Luca at five and both. I I had that. That was right there. I think Chris Paul should definitely be considered because of the culture shift. But I think it's just because people got bored of talking for the last three months of the season of how it's going to be Jokic. And so you throw these other names in the hat where it's like it's no shade to Chris Paul, but I just don't think he's on that level. But he's still like the value of what he's done has been. I mean, who knows? if Chris Paul wins the You're fucking right. finals, I'm going to sound like an idiot. You'll clip this, and it'll be like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, like I said, I just think a lot, a lot of the stuff you kind of, like, put – you doesn't – can't, like, put it on a basketball court, you know? You're it's right. Like, it's like a lot of intangibles. What, I, what I'm worried about, though, is, like, that intangible nature is just kind of invented is the thing by the people talking about it is, is the one thing I, I'm – more and more worried about in this case mm-hmm. because well, I, I just invented though like he led the like if he played with the rockets they probably would have went to the nba finals they got like an unlucky draw against the hornets in the bubble when like no one thought the hornets were going to be good and then he made he made the suns like one of the top five teams in basketball when they were a laughing stock the past 10 years like they were well, they went eight zero in the bubble, and I think there were positive signs in general for them to make an improvement. I don't think their 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 ceiling was like top three, top two record in the NBA necessarily. So I think Chris Paul definitely added that. But I think they were a borderline playoff team even without the Chris Paul acquisition. Of course, that that they got like seven or eight good. to two. 
that's you're right and that good to great is is incredible it's probably the hardest part you're you're right but i just think that i just don't i think it's a little overvalued is is Mm -hmm. the thing a lot a lot of this stuff i mean it's still he had like a normal chris paul season for for what he does night to night as far as Mm -hmm. that goes but it's all the stuff we talk about in the case you build is all the stuff off the court that i feel like i don't necessarily know all about it i you know that's that's all i I think well enough yeah, let's talk uh, some defensive player of the year, which I – so first off, is Rudy Gobert the consensus favorite of what we've been hearing? Uh, yeah. I think he's yeah. the best match guy, yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, um, I, it's boring. But my pick I, is I, Drew Holiday. Yeah. Wow. I think he is the key to the Bucks winning the East. I think he is the best guy you can put on a point guard in the league. I think he is uh, a real game changer for the Bucks. Give Drew Holiday the MVP or not <laughs> the defensive player of the year. I you think, think he's uh, a better uh, guard defender than Ben Simmons. Yeah, I've right Simmons over Holiday. No, I, I would. I, I, it, I mean, Simmons. The reason overall defender, I'd take no, Simmons because you can throw like, Dur- Simmons on a Durant like, or something. But well, well, I'm saying it, I'd rather have Ben Simmons on like Darren Fox and Drew Holiday. It's kind of like I, I, think I would he go holiday box. I would go ho- he, look. Remember what holiday did to Dame in the playoffs? It was bad. I mean, it's I, I mean, I, I just, is Ben Simmons your pick then? Yeah, he's my no. pick for defense player of the year. I think I, I how how high does, does Simmons? What's his does Simmons guard fours a lot or fives or is it all guards? He, I mean, he can guard like one through four. He like he'll have to guard the five if he like has to, or if like he gets switched on it. But I I mean, he's kind of he's kind of like a LeBron defender. When like LeBron was like and like Kawhi's like peak Kawhi, and it was like peak Mm -hmm. LeBron and peak Draymond. You just go one through five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, Simmons and uh, if the Seventy Sixers or Bucks face the Nets. Holiday and Simmons are going to have big tasks ahead of them. Shout out Thibault's been well. Josh, who's your pick for uh, defensive player of the year? It's Gobert because he, he's really the key to the, how Utah runs their whole defense through and and also their offense. I know it's a defensive player of the year award, but I mean, I mean, I just feel like the Utah Jazz, I know I, we've been writing them off all pod, but they're 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 a regular season team. They get the regular season awards. That's how it works, unfortunately, yeah. with Utah. Uh, so you just got to give them. You got to lock up the awards that they should get. And Gobert is the best defensive player by almost every metric. He's been killed a lot on one to one matchups by like elite centers like Jokic uh, and Simmons when he uh, when he played Utah. He lit him up for like forty two. Oh, yeah. That yeah. that was bad, and, That's and like most of it was Simmons, Simmons on Gobert. But That's what, I hate seeing that shit from Simmons because it's just like you. What if you did this more often? It's so beautiful. That's, that's <laughs> I, wanted the, I wanted that Harden trade so bad because I wanted Simmons to have his own team and see what he could do. It's just because it, it's just never gonna happen for for Simmons to be on his own team and do whatever the fuck he wants. But if the 76 have a bad playoffs, it will happen. You're true, true, true. Because they, yeah, yeah. A little ahead of the game. Let's talk. Yeah. Uh, let's go through all defensive first team. A lot of the stuff we're going to be going through for the rest of this pod. We'll just be giving out our picks. So, um, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if it gets a little repetitive, but we're just we're just giving out our picks. At the end of the season, it's been fun. Um, my all defensive first team, and then we'll go to Dom, and then we'll go to Josh. I have uh, Thibel, Drew Holiday, Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, and Rudy Gobert. 
God damn it. I have the same one. On that yes, thing. Dom. Dom yeah, that's to agree with me. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> the same one too? yeah that's the same my, one, Josh. That's my team. Matisse? Yep. Oh, I, th- I didn't think anyone would have Matisse on Yeah, me. yeah, Matisse. Gonna... Matisse is so fucking good. He's, he might even be better in, than Simmons in a lot of ways, I think. But I, I, I think Simmons overall is a better defender. But, like, I, I love Thibel. He was my favorite player out of that draft. One of my favorite players out of that draft. Those I two are the keys. Kings to trade back and get him. I thought he'd be really good next to De'Aaron. Like, if the Kings, I'm just, well, I think that's... Every- any team would like that. He's a perfect fit for like anybody. If the Kings next year, their starting lineup was like De'Aaron, Tyrese, Matisse, Stiebel, Harrison Barnes, and Rashawn Holmes, I'd be very fucking happy. Like, that's who, like, and because the Sixers needed shooting at the beginning of the year. And I was hoping that the Kings would trade Buddy for Matisse Stiebel because he's just so, so good that's defense. Interesting. Just, just a lock. I kind of like that trade for both sides. That that should have yeah, been that should have been a thing. Cause, yeah, because Ben Simmons can drive and kick, and uh, it provides spacing for wow. Joel too. That's a good point. That is a that's a fun trade. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's and, good. and the Kings get like a young piece, a good defender next to De'Aaron. And then yeah. no Danny Green on that team too. Yeah, but I love Matisse Thybul though. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I do too. I'm out of Washington. I just don't think anyone watched him because it was on the West Coast and Washington sucked. He's how uh, with Thybul and Simmons. That's like we're talking about like the big thing about the Eastern Conference in the playoffs this year is how are you going to outscore the Brooklyn Nets? Well, you know, it's a damn good start throwing Ben Simmons and Thibel at Harden and Kyrie or some sort of con- like, yeah, you can't. There's not a better t- one to punch throw at them. And then I also like why I think the 76ers have the, the best defensive matchup. Do you think Simmons and Thibault is a better one-two defensive duo than Drew and Giannis? That's what I was going. Well, uh, I'm okay. just saying. Yes. Wait. I, I I do think so because. Well, because. Well, that's tough. I don't know. Drew can guard like Giannis. I think you throw on KD, and I don't. Yeah, that's. I don't that's trust Thibault or Simmons on KD. That's that's why. Yeah. Oh, I, I, mean, I Simmons Simmons on and Durant. I think could slow him down. I don't think it would. I don't think anyone. I don't trust him. It's just. Yeah. I, I don't. I think it's. I think it's really fucking close. Do you think when they're healthy, Drew Holiday and Giannis is a better defensive duo than Kawhi and Paul George? Yes. I, I haven't I mean, seen the reason seen effort Kawhi, Kawhi is because that versatility between the two of them. I think that's why Kawhi really liked them is because he could switch and like he kind of make yeah, ha- like, Paul George guard like the LeBrons and Kevin Durant's of the world, where like Kawhi guards like the Contavious Caldwell Popes on like possessions. Yeah, but the thing uh, about George though is like, what's he gonna? He's not gonna be able to do a great job defensively ever in the playoffs if he's still a little beta man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think it's. I just thought that was an interesting question. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I think those are probably the top three that you could throw out off the top of my head. I mean, maybe you throw a Butler and Adebayo of Miami. That's another good one. Um, but let's move on now. Running a little bit about time here. Uh, Coach of the year. I did not do like any research on who is the favorite or anything. I have Thibodeau because I just think what he's done in New York, bringing them to the four is awesome. And I didn't, I don't necessarily believe in the jazz or the Suns. I'm kind of sick of them, which is weird. But so that's why I'm going Knicks. Uh, but I understand the case for jazz or Suns. So I go Thibodeau. First question is to both of you. Who's the consensus favorite right now? Ooh, is there I, one, I know or between, is it kind of up in the it air? Betre- it's Monty and uh, Tibbs, but I think I think Tibbs is might oh, okay. edge it out slightly. It's so it's one of the two. Who do you guys have, Josh then Dom? 
I had Monty at the start of the season, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, I I kind of agree though. I think Tibbs is a little bit more impressive for what he did for for like that team was rad ass. Like that New York Knicks team at the start of the season was terrible. They made like Austin Rivers signing. Uh, who else did they, Who else did they get? Do you Do you remember Dom? Anyone else on the Knicks team at the start of the like season? Alec Burks. Yeah, Alec Burks. Randall was like was a negative asset for them. I mean, Taj Gibson. I yeah, I I think Tibbs is way more impressive for what he did with the season. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm gonna stick with my guns with Monty from the start of the season. Yeah. I have Monty Will- I have Monty Williams as well. Um I just think he's done a really good job. I mean yeah he n- nothing really much else to say. I I my thing is I I'm I, I misspoke earlier when I just said I'm sick of the Suns and Jazz. Because I'm not sick of the Suns. I think they're a fun up-and-coming team, and I, I don't want to give off that like I'm counting the them out. Shoot a ton of threes. They're, they're fun, and I do think that the future is not like Chris Paul is old, but I think the Suns team, they, they found something here, and I think they'll build on it. Um, So I think Monty Williams would be a good pick as well. But Josh? I, I, I think also Nash is interesting in this conversation considering how little time they played the big three together and to still finish with the second best record in the East is pretty, pretty incredible. I think people are more sick about talking about the nets though and everything. Cause we just have to see it happen in the playoffs yeah. and see what they look like. But I think with how many lineups they've gone through and the whole Kyrie thing and just losing Allen and even Dinwiddie at the start of the season and Levert, I just think there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of overhaul moving in this parts. Record. A lot of moving parts, definitely. Roster. That's a good point. Yeah, and and, well, and I think as a rookie head like, coach, they, it's it's impressive. They didn't like lose Levert to injury. They got James Harden. True. <laughs> no, you're right. But it's still to work in a guy mid season still is is still impressive, I think. Yeah. And just to be well, I mean, to be able to he said it himself. He's really good at basketball. <laughs> I'm really good at this. So yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I I don't hate the Steve Nash pick. I just think when you have Kyrie and like uh, Kevin Durant and James Harden, it's like, uh, how really hard is that to mm-hmm. coach? I also think seven games together. I mean, also I one thing I want to just quickly throw out there that's just related to the Nets is, uh, and I'm curious, Dom might just flame me on this take. I'm not sure. Put some. Res- I'm not saying this to you, Dom. I'm just in general, people need to like put some respect on Blake Griffin's name. I know he's been very injury prone. But the dude's an incredibly smart basketball player, and watching him be important for this Nets team, He's so important. which is kind of surprising that how yeah, important he is. But I love to see it. I love seeing Blake out there. I like Blake Griffin. Okay, I was. Uh, in- I don't not like Blake Griffin. I, I think he was a little overrated um, in Detroit, but then again, it's Detroit. Um, so I don't know if that's a fair judgment of him, but I think he's like he's in like the perfect role now. He's like a really really good fourth man. Yeah. I agree. So, and I just think that he's like fifth man at times to Joe Harris. Yeah, really Josh, Josh, you're a Clippers fan. Is it bittersweet? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so that's well, the thing. I guess it won't be that are... until if like they won. Then is that why that's... you don't like Chris Paul? Because you're a Clippers fan. I, I, I just <laughs> that's probably there's not. things I didn't like about Chris Paul <laughs> while he was on the team. I, I appreciate everything Chris Paul has ever done for the your Clippers. Franchise relevant? Is that what you didn't like? How many years has it been since the Kings made the playoffs? Oh, Kings versus Clippers right now. It's, just, no, it's, it's not. It's it's just it's just two I'm trash saying. cans going at it right now. No, that's not the, the. Well, I guess the Kings have made the conference finals. Um, oh no, I, I, 
I'm not oh, trying to like God, bring up like oh, and, that's and, great. And yeah. I'm just saying I, yeah. I don't get how you hate Chris Paul for like I mean he's like the the main reason he, that the Clippers like were fucking good. You really burn a lot of those bridges though, and and the Chris Paul Blake Griffin relationship is still the reason why I think this thing never worked in the first place because they were they were years where they were the best team in the league even right they before the Warriors the blew up. finals in fourteen fifteen when the Warriors yeah, absolutely. Won. 100%. And I think that would have been a really fun seven-game series. But I, I I, just think that they just never liked each other. They never okay. cared enough. They were just on the completely opposite parts of the planet here's, on a lot of issues. Here's what I, I think. I'm going to speak for Josh and Clippers fans here for a second. I'm, I'm not speaking for them. He can correct me. me. Yeah, I'm saying that Clippers fans loved Blake Griffin. He was the one they drafted. Yes. And so if, yeah. when Chris Paul and Blake Griffin started beefing, it did not matter who was right or wrong. Which I, I mean, it seems in general, Blake Griffin's probably a cooler guy than Chris Paul just to hang out with. Oh, like, definitely. Easily. <laughs> so they took they Blake's just had side. different That's values. Was, I think. They valued things differently. Chris Paul would have done any, he would have killed his dog to win a fucking title if that's what it took, for instance. But Blake what? Griffin. I'm just throwing out things that you, Jesus, it's, Josh. <laughs> I'm just that's how competitive Chris Paul is, and if anybody's not trying their ass off, he's he's going to kick their ass. Blake Griffin, I think there were times where he had other things more important to him in his life than just basketball, and I think that's 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 the biggest issue, and that was most of the problems that happened with um, their relationship. And I don't think either one of them is right or wrong. I just yeah. think it's just different philosophies. Yeah, values. Yeah. I would personally want the guy that his my, my if I'm paying him like thirty plus million dollars, it's he's all about basketball. Yeah, but, yeah. I I would agree. People. Like he's the company man, right? Chris yeah, Paul. Exactly. One hundred one hundred percent. Um, but like you know, Blake Blake's Griffin was so likable. Yeah, he's. I, I mean, he's, he's just a good hang. It seems like you know. Yeah. Just um, we fucked over Blake a little bit more than we fucked over Chris Paul, so it's also like you I, fucking sent him to Detroit. To so Detroit for Jesus. for Tobias Harris. Do the jersey? What was it? you guys compared him like to MLK, and then they uh, shipped him to Detroit six months later. I think I thought it was MLK. It was, it was someone. It was someone like crazy like that that they, he they like made him stay because oh yeah 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 they. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It was like they gave him a tour of the stadium or something, and they compared Blake Griffin to like oh, yes. these historical yeah. okay. figures. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know where you guys were going with that. Yeah, yeah. It was really, yeah. it was really fucked. And the whole the whole plan all along, from what I understand, is that they were going to ship him off the second it went south because they just wanted to lock him up to retain the asset. And that's just that's the darker side of. Like GMs and fosters, and and Blake holds it against us. Understandably, he didn't like he didn't shake Steve Ballmer's hand. Not, did you see? Have you seen that clip? Yeah, where he's, yeah, he just he runs right past. Yeah, it's it's bad. And then Chris Paul tried to use like a secret tunnel to fight like Beverly and uh, I think I forgot who the other guy was. Uh, Rocket awesome like, too. It's time. Yeah, yeah so the Rockets are arguing. I'm like, I hate you both. Just go at each other. Yeah, so they compared him to that. They, they made him a shirt. They wore a T-shirt after Blake Griffin's free agent meeting, comparing him to MLK, Obama, Muhammad Ali, JFK, Lincoln, Gandhi, Michael Jordan, Einstein, and Nelson Mandela. And then they just traded. Jesus. Him. Yeah, I say wow. yeah, I say the Clippers fucked him over pretty. pretty yeah, I would so I, all good. Either. All good things. All good things for Blake Griffin. Okay, they have so, three X Clippers in their in yeah. their rotation. On the uh, on the uh, net, uh, nets, so yeah, it'll be fun for you to watch because uh, you yeah. probably won't be rooting for the Clippers in the conference finals anymore. I hope they get a ring. In. All right, all right. Okay, next we we gotta we, we'll pick it up here. Most improved. I feel like 
like this one is everyone has the same one. I have Julius Randle. Is it? It's like there's no other argument out there, is there? No. Christian Wood didn't play enough games, and um, there was one other name that I can't remember at the top of my head. But yeah, I mean, it's it's Randall. It's it's mm-hmm. absolutely Randall. Forgot yeah. to write this one down. Six man of the year. Um, honestly, I'm not gonna. I want to let someone else answer first, actually. So Dom, Josh, then me. Ingles and Clarkson should just split it. <sighs> That'd be cool. Um, if you had to pick between one of them. Uh, I'd probably go with Joe Ingles. I think he does more to winning. Josh, you on the same boat? Yeah, I'm just I'm just sick of the like the I'm off the bench guy. Clarkson. Clarkson fucking sucks. I'm not a huge fan of his. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like yeah. Jordan Clarkson. I I don't like the off the bench like scores. I I think I've I've like I, I'm a little done with the Lou Wills and the the Jamal Crawfords of the world. Yeah. Can, from from my point of view, but Eagles playoffs either. That's like the big deal. Like, exactly, like, they they're terrible if playoff performers. Average like twenty in the playoffs. So I'd be like, okay, you actually make a difference to winning. Whereas like Jordan Clarkson, I guarantee you, like if they play the fucking uh, Clippers in the second round, yeah. that dude's gonna get locked up and is gonna it's, average like six points. And he's it's gonna have to a, guard Kawhi or something. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you know, I, I hate that. I'm on the same wavelength, Josh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a weird award to give to somebody that's like just saying that you're not good enough to start for our team in, in a weird way. Yeah, still, at the end got, of the day, it's, it's I don't weird. know when this happened, but you guys remember, like, back in like the '80s, they had the Vinny Johnson, the microwave, who's like the Pistons. I feel yeah. like somehow he was on the Pistons, right? Or was he on the Celtics? Yeah, he was, no, he was, he's on the Pistons. Okay. You're thinking of Vinny Johnson. Okay, yeah. yeah. Vinny Johnson, the microwave, they basically just turned that into the sixth man of the year where it's like you're just this guy who could just get hot, hot off the bench <laughs> where, I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head. Did Iggy get a sixth man of the year? No, he should have. He's the type of guy where yeah. I like Ingles where you go to that type of guy to be a sixth man, not just the guy who can get you 20 shit points like when they're playing against the scrubs at the end of a yeah. game, kind of my opinion. I'd and go Joe Ingles too, by the way. That's I'd like to see like a change in whatever leadership, not leadership. I forget what the word is, but um, just to, to just to have Ingles win this award, I think would be a big thing for that. I and also I just want to shout out Derek Rose because he's been killing it. Yeah, that's a good point. Run. Yeah, I mean, and he kind of does a lot of the Clarkson things, but he he tries he did his a ass full off. year in yeah. uh, New York. He might have a closer shot at Ingles. I, I agree. 100%. Um, rookie of the year now, gentlemen. Lamella Ball played uh, 52 games, 51, 52. That enough for you to get rookie of the year? Yeah. Same. Dom? Yeah, I, I got Tyrese, but that's just a homer that's pick. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we respect the homer picks. I, Philip Rivers' first ballot Hall of Famer. Am I right, guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm there with you, actually. I, um, I, I want to give the NC State game. Hall of Fame or the NFL Hall of Fame? The what? Are we talking about the NC State Hall of Fame or the NFL Hall of Fame? The Life Hall of Fame. The Life Hall of Fame of greatest humans to ever walk on this planet. Yeah. (laughs) The Miller's really good. Tyrese is really good. Anthony Edwards is going to be really good. I think I'm really good. But yeah, I just go Tyrese just because I watched it more than the Miller. Who's going to be better, De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halberton? De'Aaron Fox is going to be the best point guard in the NBA in three years. Oh, Jesus. Josh, Tyrese or De'Aaron? Luka in the league? Yeah. I I, I wouldn't take that bet. I I always wear Luka jerseys around Dom. And he gets very upset. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very sorry. Yeah, that, that, that's rough. Um, <laughs> Marvin Bagley for Lucas still works out if uh, just straight up because of contracts. So, contracts. So I'm saying, right. Yeah. Um, um, okay. I got Fox, though. So. Okay. 
all NBA teams. This will be basically our last segment, and then we'll do we'll just do a, like a update on who we think is going to win the title, and we'll wrap up. Uh, let's do. We want to go from third to first, or first to third. I say you go third to first. You got to build okay. it up. Third to first. Uh, I'll go first. My third team, all NBA, is Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Zion, Gobert. Actually, no Tatum. Put on Paul George. Thank you. That's that's a better. I know that's surprising, but Tatum, they the Celtics. I can't reward, but he it feels like empty stats but at a point. Zion as, as in a, like what a twelve seed, wasn't it? They ended up with Zion's the most efficient player in like the NBA ever. It's not his You're right. Stan Van Gundy's a crap coach, and Brandon yeah. Ingram sucks. One hundred percent agree. And You're he right. got cursed with the worst player in the history of basketball, and Eric Bledsoe. It's tough. <laughs> um. So Dom, what's your third team, and then we'll go to you, Josh. I have uh, Bradley Beal, James Harden, Julius Randle, Zion Williamson, and Rudy Gobert. I I also I, I think anyone else would have Zion, um, but yeah, I mean Zion's just so efficient. I mean he can get to the basket anytime he wants. Uh, Bradley Beal has just been balling. Um, I was reluctant to put James Harden on here because I don't like what he did this year. I like love James Harden as a player personally. I honestly loved watching the Rockets with him and Chris Paul. Um, I just thought it was a lot, a lot of fun. I could see. I mean, a lot of people don't like it. He's a pretty polarizing player. I just didn't like it because they always played the Warriors. I rooted against them. It wasn't like I didn't like. It. I loved when they missed all those threes in a row. Yeah, twenty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> I was pumped. Um, and then yeah, Rudy Gobert, uh, offensive liability, but he's just too good defensively. And I didn't want to like put Joel on the first team at a forward and have like Clint Capella be the third, the third All NBA center. So yeah, good point, Josh. Third team. Um, I have Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. I, Booker was a late scratch that I put back on. And then LeBron, Paul Paul George, and then Bam Adebayo was my third team center. I heavily considered LeBron because I'm trying. I so All of a sudden, like, everyone's hating on LeBron on the internet now. And it's like, as the, like, original LeBron hater, it's kind of fucking annoying. Because it's like, now it, 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 it ruins my shtick. And they're just all so shitty at it that it's like, leave it to the professionals who could just casually troll him. And it's just annoying. So I actually wanted to put LeBron on this so I could get the haters off my back. But he just played 36 games. If he would have gone, like, above 45, I would have put him on. But I just think I, I it was him... Tatum or Paul George, and I went Paul George. Um, second team, yeah. second teams now, gentlemen. Dom, uh, let's have you go, then Josh, then me. Second teams. All right. I had uh, Damian Lillard, uh, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi, LeBron, <laughs> and Joel Embiid. Fucking LeBron. I'm just still LeBron Homer. I, mm. I mean, I, I, I wanted to put Julius Randle on my second team, but I was like, I mean. I you have to put Randall over LeBron. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, personally, I just couldn't do it personally. Um, I know. Been, I, I I respect that. I, I want bias. My initial one, I had Steph. Wait, wait, wait on, wait, wait on one, wait on one. We're gonna stay. Uh, I'm sorry. Or wait, yeah. no, is that your initial two? Yeah. It, no, sorry. My okay. initial team, I had Luca, Dame, Kawhi, LeBron, and Gobert. But then I had to switch up a little bit because it affected my first team. But yeah, I think Kawhi. You can make case for first team. I just don't think he gets there over a couple other players. And then, like I said, I didn't want to have um, Joel and Jokic on the same same mm-hmm. line. So. Yeah, I, I did not want to combine those two. Josh, did you combine those two? I, looked, I did. It looks like uh, he did. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll get into <laughs> the one. I, I was like, ooh. 
yeah, I'll, I'll get into why I I, okay, I like that, but uh, when we get there. But yeah, so my second team, I have Chris Paul, Luka Doncic, which was hard. I swapped him and Dame. It was it was really tough. Uh, it was really close, and I just felt like Dame had slightly better stats, just slightly better, but a slightly worse record. It w- it was hard though. Uh, Randall, Kawhi, and then Gobert is my second team center. Okay. Um, my second team, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard. Kawhi Leonard, Julius Randle, and Joel Embiid. Julius Randle, just a shout-out. He basically has identical stats to Charles Barkley's MVP year. And just what a come-up. Yeah, what a come-up for Julius Randle, guys. The I like- thing, though, he never... Like, there was times in his career where it was like, yeah, he might be a little inefficient. He might not be a, a superstar like this. But he was never... I never looked at Julius Randle and was like, oh, he's bad. So I'm like I'm happy to see this evolution of him. Just no one watched him. Yeah. Um. So I I like to see this with Julius Randle. So now we're at first team. Josh, you'll go first. Then Dom. Then me. Uh, do you want against the Embiid Jokic thing now, or do you want? Yeah, I think that was. I think that, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So I I I'll just finish it. Dame, Curry, Giannis, and then Jokic and Embiid. I have. So here here's the reason. Yeah, here's the reason why, though. I, I could have got more if I used Luca instead of Dame, actually. Um, the reason why I think Embiid deserves to be first team because he's been almost as good as Jokic and arguably better if he played all the games that Jokic did. And I just think that it shouldn't be a minus on his career because he happens to play the same position as a guy that did outplay him. Life is full of consequences, Josh. If you're not the second best, if you're not the best, you're just, second. You got to live with it. I mean, I'm the, sure Clyde Drexler is pretty pissed at Michael Jordan to this day for taking all those first team small shooting guards. And it's not like, you know, let's, it, it sucks. Jokic was better than you this year. Be better than him. Jokic was a second round pick and beat. I don't feel bad for you. I just think the top five guys should get this. I just think the position thing is kind of dumb. It, is that at the end I of respect. Day. Okay. Yeah. It, because that's that an argument I respect. Shouldn't be. You shouldn't be put like in a box, you know. It should be the top five in MVP voting, basically, right? Because honestly, you could you could make a case Jokic is a fucking point guard if you really want to, because he has the ball most of the time at the top of the key. Positions are kind of meaningless in today's NBA, and I just think the award should reflect that. I mean, like I I texted this to you the other day. DeAndre Jordan was first team All NBA center (laughs) in 2015 or 14. I I can't remember which year. And it's it, it just that's fucking stupid. He shouldn't. He's not the top fifteen best players. When you look back at the at that fucking list years later, he's not. He's not the best center in the center league. He just league. happened to be the only center in the league. Okay, it's, Dom, it's just dumb. I, I, Josh, I came at you and you defended yourself quite well. So kudos to you. Point to you. You Thank you convinced you. me. Um, but that's what I do. I go with Josh Hard. That's, that's why I love him so much. Uh, Dom, first team, All NBA. I have yeah, Steph. Chris Paul, Luka, Giannis, and Jokic. Um, oh, you're taking yeah, advantage like of that, that forward I like that. guard. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. I mean, I. I, I think Chris Paul um, should get MVP consideration. That's why I'm up there. Um, yeah. I just think. I mean, Steph's been hooping. Luka's almost as good as Marvin Bagley. Giannis <laughs> is really good, and Nikola Jokic is really good. So yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I can do the Joel. Um, yeah. Jokic double. Yeah. But I'm Dom doing. The really good players make his All NBA team. Yeah, period. I think it's it's, uh, it's it's a good it's a good strategy. Yeah, yeah. What you want to do it. Quality players yeah. works. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll round it out here. My first team, 
I have Steph Curry. I have Luka Doncic. I have Jimmy Butler. God, that's high. I have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, that's pretty high. And I have Nikola Jokic. Here's what I will say about Jimmy Butler. Um, he is number five in PER this year. He is an absolute animal. He is a game changer when he's on the floor for the Heat. He has such big balls that he literally should scare any player he matches up with against in the playoffs. He's a baller. Jimmy Butler has been incredible. This Heat run towards the end. I'm. I mean, Did, I'm not going to discount the last ten games of the season. He missed like season. Twenty no, he games. Played, he played. He missed games. twenty games. Yeah, fifty-two. Played fifty-two. And I mean, like Kawhi, like played. I think like six more, four more. So you think a guy that misses 25% of the season can be on the first team all NBA? Yeah. If you went to the finals the year before and you're number five in PR and you're just a dope. I'm, I'm talking about the 2020, 21 season. I'm not I talking think, about, I think the, Jimmy Butler, when you look at, look, let's look at, I think Butler. the assist per game is, is wild. Like absolutely wild that he, he went up to 7.1. It's, I just crazy. don't think, I don't think you could have him over like Luca Giannis. I don't have him over Luca or Giannis. Or Dame or Steph or Chris Paul. Well, I I want I think I don't consider Luca a forward, and I kind of stick to this too stupid position shit. So I, my two guards are Steph and Luca. That's locked. I almost I mean Chris and Dame were great. And then when if I'm going that three and I'm comparing Jimmy Butler and Kawhi, I'll give the edge to Jimmy Butler just because I think he cares more. I don't know. I know it's not. It's a controversial pick. I don't expect him to make first team. But every time I watch the Heat, it's the little things Jimmy Butler does. Like yeah, the way he's, he's so effective, and he he's like I think he shoots like twenty two percent from three. And yeah, how it effective it's really he is bad. It doesn't even matter though. Like how I just um twenty four. I'm a big, I'm a big Jimmy Butler guy. So um, that's the all NBA. We'll debate this. We'll get a graphic out there on the accounts as well too. Um, and gentlemen, let's wrap up this pod with uh, a little check-in to see where our minds at are at for the NBA Finals. We've done this. Dom, you and I have done this at the end of the last one. Josh, good God knows how many times we've done this. But, uh, Dom, you'll start. Uh, not, not, I'm going uh, Lakers and six over the Bucks. Lakers and uh, six over the Bucks. Past nine times LeBron's been in the postseason. He's been to the NBA Finals at a minimum. So I'm going to just kind of ride the hot hand. Good odds. <laughs> Ride the high. That's good, actually. Um, Josh, what you got for me? I really, I fucking, I have no idea who to pick out West, really, still, because I, the, the Lakers have such a cakewalk to the finals, though, so I think, I guess I'm going to stick with the Lakers, because they really, they won't have, like, a tough series, really, until the Clippers, if they, the Clippers fucking make it, who, mm-hmm. who fucking knows, and I'm going to go Philly, though, out east. Because, I again, I just, I'm just i going to go easiest path to the finals, and I think that's Philly. You think them 100%. playing the Knicks is easy? The Knicks will fucking make them so tired. Philly? I yeah, think Philly, Philly's up for it. Grind, I think yeah. Philly's up for it. They're, I think Philly, if Knicks are one and, and grinder, I think Philly's two. Well, I... I'm kind of nervous because I picked the Bucks and they go like Heat, Nets, Sixers. Like, and then they, it's that's <laughs> that's, that's on the other that's side of it. That's yeah, that's, that's the hardest run. Like, um, I think maybe in NBA history, I think we could make that argument if the Bucks could get there. Yeah. I think like it'll be incredible. I, I don't know. I just for some reason I trust Giannis. I, I I like that. Like no one's talking about him. Yeah, I, I like that narrative for sure. That it's been certainly way better than the last two years going into the playoffs, where I wish it was like that. And I think Giannis has quietly taken a leap this year that hopefully we'll see its bear its fruit in the playoffs saying all that though 
I have the Nets beating the Clippers in the NBA Finals. Clippers. I've well, had the Lakers well, all year, and then I just was watching. I'm just worried about Anthony Davis getting hurt. This is just like I just I was watching yesterday, and I thought he broke his knee twice. Like he, he, gro- like, he grabs at everything, like, though. Oh my god! And he was fine, but um, I don't know. I think we're seeing Lakers, Clippers. Hope. I mean, uh, the more I think about last year, the le- the more and more I don't want to take the Clippers. But that's what I'm doing. I'm going to take Clippers, Nets, and I think the Nets yeah. win the title. It's kind of like the Bucks. It's the perfect storm, though. Everyone's talking about LeBron and his health going yep. to the playoffs, and our, like Anthony Davis, and oh, you have the Suns. And you have the Jazz. It's like good stories. Like not, no one's really talking about the Clippers. It's like the perfect storm. Right. That's this where Kawhi thrives too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he does. He, very under the radar. I just think that they're gonna get punished by karma by doing this stupid tanking thing towards the end of the season. I just think that they're trying to hunt your matchup is just not a good idea ever. It's never ever a good idea. Like has that ever worked I, in NBA? I think Cleveland did it one year with LeBron, like where they they fell to two. I think to avoid, I I can't even remember what team it was, but like they they did it a couple. Maybe it's Miami. Like avoid the Hawks, something or, like that. I just think it's yeah, such to, a sign of weakness. It's like yeah, we don't want to play you. Well, the other thing, let's end it with just this gonna question make it worse because we're running a little long here. I mean, like if you're the Lakers and you see that the Clippers don't want like are trying to avoid you, doesn't that give you like an immediate mental edge? You're just well, like, oh, these guys don't like want to fucking play us. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And if you're the Clippers, wouldn't you want to play the Lakers like quicker than later well, because they're okay. just getting back from injury? The thing is, though, there's so much more that could go wrong for the Clippers, though, if they lose that first round series in the Lakers. Like, if they lose, yeah. Paul, like, Kawhi leaves. like Kawhi leaves, Paul George probably leaves. Whereas, like, if the Lakers lose, like, you know, you could say, well, they had the shortened off season, they won it last year, like. It's the biggest disaster. Like, like, if they lose in the conference finals, you're like, well, we made the conference finals. You know, we lost in like six. You know, four of the games were probably like five points. So, you know, it's a toss up. But yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, I, I don't like that they did it, but like, you, you, like them losing to LeBron James in the first round, they would have to move to San Diego. God, and that would be great, wouldn't it? That'd be so fucking awesome. Um, and yeah, we'll send the Chargers back too. That'd be great. Um, gentlemen. I think that will be it for today's uh, NBA segment. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for movie draft upcoming. But uh, this was great. Josh and Dom, we got you both on the pod. We're talking a little NBA. If you guys are down, let's keep doing this throughout the rest of the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. um, Hurry down. Nets beating the Clippers. Lakers beating the Bucks. Lakers Lakers beating the Sixers. Sixers. Okay. Wow. I like that it's all different. I know. I like it. Um, All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on. We'll talk to you guys next time. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to the Pineapple Couch. we got a little great segment coming up for you guys right now on episode 98. We're going to do a little TV draft. A couple weeks ago, we did the movie draft. It was a lot of fun. Eric won, so you know we got to redo it so he cannot be the defending champion. Let's go! Screw that guy. Um, And we got a very special guest who will be joining us tonight for the first time on the Pineapple Couch. Longtime fan, longtime listener. He sent in some critiques as well. Um, At Philip Rivers specifically, may I add. Um, My good friend. Former boss at one point, too, we should say. That's right. Miles McLaughlin. Miles, how you doing, my friend? Good. First time, long time, Brian. Yeah, it's hopefully, been... A... Hopefully repeat, too. 
Yeah, I, I could see you being a repeat uh, guest for sure. And we're going to be headed to a Padres game in July together. So, you know, you never know when that's going to happen. Should we might go live there. there. Yeah. Uh, we also have Eric Robinson. Eric, how you doing, my friend? Great, Brian. Great to be here. Uh, reigning champ is back to defend his title. We got Miles freshly out of the shower over here looking looking pretty good. But, you know, what? He, he's not going to beat me. Like, there's no shot. Seems like he's already wait, in your head. Who, wait. Questions. Who like picked the winner? Was it like Instagram fans? The people. This is a democracy here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, somebody messed with the results. But uh, also here, a, vo- a voice you all know and love, Kyle. Kyle Castaneda. Kyle, how you doing, my friend? Doing great. Always great to be here. Great to see you guys this weekend too. First time in oh, it was, in it at was least a year. What a time! And we'll was- we'll be doing more of that. Um. So we also, a note for the listeners, Keon will be joining us hopefully at some point. He's dealing with something right now, so he's going to jump in if he can. And so if it two rounds go by and then he jumps in, <clears throat> we'll just let him catch up with his picks. We are doing a TV show draft, just like how we did the movie one. But if you didn't listen to that one, I'll update you. We're doing, there's four cat. there's five categories. Action, adventure, drama, comedy, animated, wild card. Action adventure is one category, and so is drama, but we understand that those two might overlap in some areas, and we're not too strict with the rules. Obviously, you couldn't put Family Guy as a drama. We would deny that, but there are other things that could happen. Um, And it is a snake draft, but you do not need to select the categories in any order. You could select your wild card in the first round or your animated. You just need to hit all the categories by the time we are done. Eric, Kyle, Miles, any questions before we get this going? All right. We are ready to roll the first ever TV show draft here on the Pineapple Couch, episode 98. The reigning champion, Eric Robinson, with the first pick. Floor is yours, my friend. I'm excited. I love this shit, boys. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm a little bit nervous. I think this is going to be a little bit more tough than the movie draft we had a few weeks ago. Can you just I think shut the that... fuck up? About it? You like beat us all by like 50% in the vote. Stop saying how like this is going to yeah. be harder. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but we had like we had Kyle pick an imitation game for a war movie. Like, come on. We're not going to have that here. We're going to have the top of the top in each category. Well, early call out, I am, huh? I am, Eric <laughs> just went on IMDb, IMDb and looked at the six like ranked movies of all time and just took those. <laughs> Meanwhile. Uh, I don't think so. Dark Knight, Saving Private Ryan. Dark Knight, I just rewatched. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, I, I picked that for Elliot because Elliot loves that movie. All right, anyway, oh. I'm going to get and get to my pick. I'm yeah, going to go with decent. drama for my first category because I think there's going to be a lot of contention in that category. And I need to get my favorite pick out right right on the bat, right off the bat. Um, I have to go with Breaking Bad for my first pick for drama. Um I mean, it's the most popular show of our era. Um, there's a few contenders who might who might try to top it, and you guys might make an argument for another show that I think might be, be better than it all time. But my personal favorite is definitely going to be Breaking Bad. I think its its sequel, Better Call Saul, is also really good and probably going to be better than most of the picks you're going to have. Um, but yeah, I have to go with Better Breaking Bad. Just it's got the heavy hitters like Walter White, Brian Cranston just kills it the entire time, but it also showcased some lesser known actors and pretty much built careers for lesser known actors like uh, J- uh, Jesse Pinkman, who's uh, frick, I forget his name, Aaron Paul. Paul, Aaron Paul, Aaron Paul. and uh, and uh, Gus Fring, 
I mean, is in everything now. I don't know his actor name he's either. He's the new uh, Far Cry. Oh, villain. yeah. He's the villain. He's also in the it's, Oh, yeah. What's, what's his name's... Uh... Oh, my God. I used to say it so much because I talked about Mando. And now I'm... Oh, John Carlo Esposito. Thank you. That's You're... what it is. He's getting a ton. I mean, like, he's like your classic villain now. Um, but, yeah, I got to go with Breaking Bad. First pick. Did you Good watch choice. it live? Or I did watch mine? it live. You didn't? I actually did. I, I did watch it live. We had watched it weekly with my friends from high school. And for the last season, we had we did, like, a, a fun little what was it it was like you you guessed how each person would end up and it was kind of like a it was kind of like cute. a pool a movie pool or a tv show pool and you kind of who was gonna die from the ricin who was gonna die from this who is it was, it was yeah. fun that's yeah. pretty cool yeah that's a good first pick miles now you have the second pick your first pick here on the pineapple couch ever floor is yours so put in some thought to this one and i think i have to go with a big hitter uh Eric, I was going Breaking Bad for my drama, but I think I need to get this one out of the way and just go Game of Thrones. I know God there might be, I know there might be some controversy on. I, I think there's a lot of recency bias that we might have with you know the last two seasons or the last season. But if you like go back to how you watched that series, seasons one through like six, you were so invested in that series. Like at least I was, and like it was the show at the time like i remember like Polly, they was like watch shows like in the uu yeah. like everyone went to them and like everyone knew like what was happening in game of thrones like it seemed like when the finale was coming like that was like the biggest tv event ever ever in our lifetime at least like for like a, a tv show and i also feel like as good as game of thrones got that was kind of like the turning point of like tv shows becoming more better or like uh kind of better yeah becoming better than like the movies and like developing characters and like hbo and like all these streaming services starting to reinvest in like a a a huge series like that um and kind of like eric just said with the actors that like careers are just being made off these actors night like amelia clark um john snow got like a yeah uh, you got like an MCU role now, I think. Yeah, both. Amelia Clark just got cast too. Really? Yeah, she's going to be in the upcoming movie or show that Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury's thing. She's going to be in that. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone's getting massive, nice. massively paid from that show. That's a great pick, Miles. Um, I agree with that. I think that should have been a first round pick because I like season eight, like terrible. It's, it's so a, bad, it, but it was it still really... so good. That show at its peak. But, like, yeah, so, like, even, like, just thinking about this pick as, like, a first-round pick, like, season eight still kind of, I was, like, is it that tainted to, like, mm-hmm. but, like, looking back, like, if you, like, take away season eight, like, I was, like, full-on, like, never been so invested in a show that, uh, like that before, so. This might be bring up a good question. Are you allowed to say, and I, I think maybe you should be able to say Game of Thrones season one through seven, so, like, in his in his roster he'll say game of thrones season one through seven like put an asterisk yeah i think you could say that but i mean also game of thrones is just i think it's fine just saying game of thrones yeah i mean i'll I'll take season eight with it yeah okay great pick i i will take the stage now um with the third pick and i will take this as a drama true detective season one there the greatest, That's why I asked that question. The greatest single <laughs> okay. season of television I've ever seen. 
if you if I have to take True Detective, okay, I'll take True Detective then because season one, when I make the graphic, I'm putting Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson. On. So that's what they don't think about. What, what age? What age? Um, probably older and fucked up. Like when he's like time is a flat circle. I just think that was the most that single season of TV was like Miles is talking about how Game of Thrones. Like how it did, it did elevate action to the home screen where you could get these big that would be superhero movies or what Lord of the Rings. And now you're seeing it all on streaming services now because of Game of Thrones with True Detective. I just feel like it. It just changed like it as a single season of television. It's better than like a five hour. It's basically a six hour movie. And I've never been as terrified and captivated. And I love Matthew McConaughey. So. Uh, and Woody Harrelson. So I will take that as my first pick, True Detective, season one. Kyle, you have two picks now back-to-back. So I think to round off the first round, we're going to stick with the drama category because that's what everyone's done so far. Um, and, of course, a couple of mine – actually, one of mine was taken. Funny enough, I've actually never seen Breaking Bad. Um, the one episode I did see, my friends convinced me to watch it, and they were watching it episode by episode, like when it was live on TV. Mm-hmm. And the only episode I ever watched was the one of when he's chasing the fly that's in the, the, worst episode. the worst episode. And that is exactly what everyone says. So it's, to this <laughs> yeah. day, that's still that the only Breaking episode. Bad episode I've ever seen. Um, but for me, for drama, um, I'm going to go with Succession on HBO. Uh, one of the – I love how like with a lot of TV shows that come out now, it's just like about – if it's about someone, a wealthy family, it's always recent money, new money. Uh, a tech family. And now with this one, it's like old school. It's like media company, carnival or cruise lines. Um, uh, what else? Amusement parks. Anyway, beyond the point, just a great TV show, the great casting of characters as well, too. I feel like the character themselves, like, especially like Kendall Roy, just like the guy who's supposed to be not only the good guy and the bad guy, but also the guy whose face you want to punch the whole time as well. Um, just a really well cast TV show and just a great, uh, a great representation on how money can just buy you anything in life. <laughs> yeah, it's a great representation too of just that upper class where like they just really don't give a no shit problems. about money. One of the, one of the scenes no of, problems. In- yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the scenes is when he goes when he goes like how much is a how much is a gallon of milk and no one fucking knows how much a gallon of milk is. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit, these people are fucking wealthy. <laughs> yeah, um, great show. You have back-to-back picks, Cal. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I forgot. Um, (laughs) So I guess I wouldn't necessarily as deserving as a second-round pick, but because I don't really watch a lot of animated TV, I have to go with animation because it's the only animated TV show I watch, uh, and it's Family Guy. I, I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, uh, thank you. Keep <laughs> yeah, great pick. So, great pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell by all the size of relief that it was uh, probably going to be one of your guys' picks too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's cross that off the list real quick. <laughs> but uh, Seth MacFarlane's humor is my exact type of humor. One-liners. Sometimes it can be really cheesy and also way over the edge and just way drawn out, but also still funny. Um, um, it's it's true. Like what would suck is you know I kind of watched South Park and that was my only other option as well too. And I know that's probably everyone else's option for animated, but um, Family Guy. I've been watching it since I was super young. Still watch it to this day. So it's just something that's always had a good spot in my heart. 
I love Family Guy. I, I just so I have the next pick. Um, I'm gonna take South Park. I almost just literally had a heart attack when Kyle was saying he was gonna take because I was gonna South Park's my favorite TV show ever, and I was gonna take it in the first round, but then I for some reason convinced myself no one would take it and took True Detective. So I will take South Park here. Um, uh, I it's my favorite show ever. I think it's the funniest show ever. I think Eric Cartman's the greatest TV character maybe ever. I mean, just think about all the fucking shit. Imagine well, the best part about and Randy, Integrity Farms. I mean, like, we go back. Like, there's just so much that's great about South Park. Miles, what were you saying? They always keep it topical, too. Like, it's always yeah. current. Like, they are so on top of it. And, it, like, they just know how to, like, make fun of everything and, like, at least piss off everyone so that way, like, no one's left out. Yeah, yeah, they'll well, like they'll like film episode or I guess make episodes like two days after news breaks, right? Like super yes. quick. Yeah, yeah. They have like a crazy like the way they release stuff must be the most stressful thing in the <laughs> freaking universe. How quickly they have to put it together. But I, I mean, if you just think about periods. all the great storylines they have, one that sticks out to me is that one that's like based on Lord of the Rings, uh, where they're, 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 they're the backdoor sluts nine. That porno, yeah. <laughs> they make fun of the like, like Harry Potter. Yeah, so I'll go South Park there as my second pick in the animation category. Miles, you are up with your second pick in the draft. Okay, so for Game of Thrones, does that count as action adventure for me? You can do action adventure or drama. Okay, I'm gonna do drama for that one. Okay, and then I'm gonna go action adventure and do Mando. God damn it. I was going to take that. Yeah. I, so I was very, I was like very skeptical about, about like everything Disney plus, like in their like ability to like put out good content because agreed the second or like the, the last series of star Wars, that trilogy, like going on absolute trash, absolute trash. And like, I don't even know, like, what, okay. Everything besides MCU, like they haven't been like super creative, like with original content and like, they kind of just, they were like in that like cycle of like just like redoing all like the 90s uh, animation cartoons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like when Mando came out, I was like super like, again, like super into it. Like every Friday night, go over to my brother's house, we're watching it. And mm-hmm. I stepped till midnight on Thursdays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even, even season two was like held up. Um, mm-hmm. Great I cameo, did, like, too. What? Great cameo at the end. I mean, I, I'm a big MCU guy and I thought Mando. Like as high as expectations I had for WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think Mando's better. And I like the MCU a hundred times more than Star Wars, and I still think Mando's better. And I think the thing too, like for me, like the expectations on Mando were like super low, and then it just like blew up in my face, and I was like super into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like even the way they they handle like certain cameos, they don't do too much because Star Wars is so like fan service sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I felt like they walked like a fine line of like doing the certain cameos, like bringing back Boba Fett, but like not like overdoing it or like making him like a huge character. Like, yeah, um, they did like all the small things well. And John Favreau, like the guy basically nailed Jeff's it. Guess. Just everything he touches is gold. Yeah, I agree. Um, great second pick there for you, Miles. And so you have action, adventure, and drama out of the way. Kyle, or no, Eric, excuse me. Eric, I just you said that was out. quick. <laughs> Eric was so cocky, I might just give his pick to Kyle, but Eric, go ahead for now. You're muted. 
You little douchebag. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, this isn't a work call. You don't I mute yourself. <laughs> I, maybe I had to fart, and I had to mute the fart, okay? I'm just being a little courteous, okay? Jesus Christ. The I'll, make sure you, I'll make sure you hear that next time, Kyle. Um, for this next, I get back-to-back, -back, am I correct? Yeah. Yes, that's how snake draft works. I got to go to... Thank you. Uh, I got to go... This is tough. This is tough. And so you picked you picked South Park for animated, right? Yep. All right, I'm gonna go animated, and I have to go with Avatar: The Last Airbender, just an all-time classic animated show. Um, I think pick. it's gonna help me a lot too that it just got re-released on Netflix, so it's fresh in a lot of people's minds. And and like, that's... all he cares about is not picking the best movies; he just cares about the Twitter votes. Just a no. prime example. You're, you just no. said it. You spelled it out for us, Eric. Am I wrong? Kyle Miles, you saw that. I, I just <laughs> said it's going to help me out because a lot of people just recently watched oh. it, so it's fresh in their minds. It still was going to be my that number one animated that pick. Went, think about the fans right your pick. And I think it's kind of a sellout to use your animated pick as a as a uh, as a comedy. Like You guys could have picked uh, anime. both of those shows, Family Guy and South Park, could have gone under comedy well and maybe even won that category. But I have to go with Avatar. It's one of those That's shows that... That's a bad ricochet show. That was a bad ricochet. It didn't land. Can you it's let like... me finish my pick, Ryan? <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> I know this is your shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I'll beat myself. <laughs> um, also, it's like... I think the fact that it only had three seasons, and I mean, I think there's like 20 episodes a season. They're short, 30 minutes episodes, but they get to the point they they really drive like a strong moral plot. And they like growing up, I watched Avatar, and I thought thought it really taught you a lot of good good lessons. But then going back to it as a young adult is, I guess, what you'd call me. Um, they they it's still held up, yet. and I was just I was <laughs> I was just as I was just as uh, intrigued and involved i think growing up though i never watched it front to back and when they finally released it on netflix i gotta watch it from start to finish and just a great storyline i think they just said they're gonna come out with two new uh shows in that universe yeah, so i'm really excited netflix. for that to see what they do with that um and then for my next pick i gotta go action adventure and um true detective season one was my first pick uh brian hats off um, second, I'm going to go Band of Brothers, uh, one of the all-time greatest war TV shows. There's a mini-series, but really, really fucking good. Also, just star-studded cast. I'd say it's kind of like the Game of Thrones of that era, where it just started the careers of a lot of people, and you, you kind of forget all the, all the good actors that were in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, sad, emotional, also just like gives you goosebumps, some of the action scenes. Just all around great, great show. I think the Pacific followed it, and that also was just as good. I think they're they've been like teasing another series, a mini series like that, for a while, but great. been waiting on the release of that. If right. you had to pick Band of Brothers or Saving Private Ryan, uh, Band, Band of Brothers. Brother. Really? I would yeah, do the same. more content. Yeah, Band of Brothers is way better. Not way, way better. better. Not way better. <laughs> it was basically like a product of. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, because I think Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks produced all of Band of Brothers. I think like he wanted to make it after he was in uh, Saving Private Ryan. So what's more important, Eric, the chicken or the egg? Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't need your all answer that, on chicken all that or matters the egg. is that Miles, Tom Hanks <laughs> around that time gave birth to Shed Hanks, and now we have that man. <laughs> um, Miles, you're up. Your third pick here in this draft. 
All right. Um, I think I have to go comedy. Um, to be honest, I'm still thinking of my animated one. But uh, I think this might be a sleeper pick, and I think a lot of people might forget about the show. Um, it was like right before our generation a little bit, but Reno 911. If any of you guys have ever just started rewatching it, it's, it's on, on Hulu, Hulu and fucking HBO Max now. Also, it's you so cannot funny. get away with that humor. <laughs> it is so. And that's the best. No, I want to quote a line, but I can't even say it on your podcast, Brian. <laughs> it's so good, like, and yeah, that's the best part. Like it was like ahead of its time, and like it had to come out when it did come out, or else we're not getting any content like that nowadays. Um, and some of the jokes that they just like said on that show are like are still like so relevant today, and like. Maybe we can't say it, but like, I'm just like almost like every other episode. Like I'm laughing out loud, like mm-hmm. sitting on the couch, loving it. Hey, I, I like to appreciate old that sort of stuff. I very much enjoy that. I think that's a good pick. That's an unexpected pick. I feel like as well. I yeah, don't know. I had to go uh, underdog there. It's not an Eric pick. Not yeah, it's not, that's not a fan favorite pick. I think a lot of fans might forget about that one. Eric, Eric so. has the, the projections of how the fans will react to all his picks right now on his spreadsheet. Um, okay, third round, third pick here for me. I cannot believe this show is still here. I don't care. Eric, you can call me a basic bitch. I really don't care. I'm taking The Office. It's so fucking perfect and so fucking funny. I I that's love the that people's show. pick right there. You're that getting is a lot it's of Twitter the votes third right round. there. It's in the yeah, Eric. Round. That was you last round, wasn't so someone's got to do it this time. Hey, wasn't even on Kyle's, my list. Kyle's my guy. It is surprising that it lasted this long. Yeah, I I mean, it's just I think I've probably rewatched it almost more than any other show ever. And it should it like, should be picked. It should be picked. Yeah, so I I'll take the office. I, I love it. Um, I think yeah, for me, I just. I've gotten to the point where I've seen it so much, like I can't watch it at night before bed anymore. Almost like I, I swear I've ran through it at least ten times, like front to back. Yeah. And that's like a lot of people it. have done that. That's like and that's, so that's that's why I feel like I can watch it at night before bed because it's not like I need to be like watching it the whole time. It's basically yeah. at this point I've watched it so much it just becomes background white noise for me. That puts me that's right to sleep. Years now. That's yeah. a great point. Oh, because there's everybody has that time of the night where they don't want to watch like something and enjoy like new. It's just like all right, just some put something on that I don't have to pay attention to but can randomly laugh. In the office, yes. I feel like it's the prime example of that. That's a good point. It's perfect example yeah yeah um kyle back-to-back picks here for you my friend uh take it away um so i'm gonna go with action adventure first uh man a lot almost uh, almost all of mine got picked this is one category i was like i'll be fine i have a lot uh apparently not enough but um i'm gonna go with the boys on amazon prime Ooh. Oh, um, good pick. i uh you know, I've I've actually, ironically enough, just recently started getting into Marvel because I have Disney Plus. I bought it for mm-hmm. the Mandalorian, decided to keep it, and just started watching Marvel movies. And now I'm enjoying them more when they like first came out. But that's beside the point. My point is, when the boys came out, um, that was like the anti Marvel universe, where like all the things that Marvel didn't want to talk about or didn't want to yep. show on their movies. They put on the boys, whether it's the violence, whether it's the the reality of being a superhero like celebrity, or it's the uh, um, the egos that come along with that as well too, and just like who you'd actually become if you were um, a superhero. But aside from that, you know, it's also hilarious that it's directed by Seth Rogen. He does a great job with the script, uh, does a great great job with the casting as well too, and it's just uh, one of those shows that I just feel I can keep watching as well too. Not before bed, definitely not before bed. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. You got back to back now here, Kyle. And then uh, I'm gonna go with comedy and all time classic show. I know my boys will agree with this, but it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, will for, forever I'm so glad be. You took that. Eric wanted to save that till the end. Thank you. Will always and forever be one of the funniest shows of all time. Um, also, pretty relevant in their takes as well too. A lot of the times in the seasons. Um, one of the funniest thing, one of the funniest conceptual episodes I think I've ever seen there is the one where half the group can't decide whether or not they think there's too much gun violence or not enough guns on the streets. So <laughs> one group says, we're going to go buy guns, show you how easy it is. The other one says, we're going to go take those guns off, the, or we're going to uh, take the guns off the streets because it's, it's, or it's not safe enough. Anyway, they do the opposite thing and they each realize that what they were trying to accomplish is really hard. So they just decided to agree with the other person um anyway well, it's twisted it's twisted shit like that and just like all these different like intricacies with the plot line that make it also funny yeah and kyle how relevant is the gang solves the gas crisis right now because extremely relevant <laughs> it's exactly what they were doing yeah exactly oh that's a great pick i i like that um okay now here i am kyle went back to back so i have action and adventure left and I have my wild card pick left. Uh, action. Uh, no, I'm going to go with my wild card because I'm a crazy motherfucker. You guys know I like to use that early. Uh, I'll go eastbound and down. Oh, good. Yes. Great. Just, I, I, I had vice principles on the list, too, but I, I edged out. Uh, I mean, I think eastbound and down is, <laughs> is a step ahead of that. show. It's just that show's perfect. The scene where Stevie shows up in Mexico and then he shoots. <laughs> <laughs> when he starts talking shit to like was it craig robinson that's there with uh will ferrell at the the car the, the, dealership yeah, the, the car, the car yeah. Okay. that that show uh danny mcbride's perfect so i will take eastbound and down for my wild card which will send miles up to the plate for his fourth pick i think i might have to go wild card and um, this might be some recency bias, but Shit's Creek, really good. I started it, I think, in this fall, like when it started to get, get hyped up, like before it won all its awards. And like I just started doing it every night. And it was like one of those shows, like very, again, very topical, took on a lot of like heavy topics, but still was like very. Uh, it won like every award last year. Oh, yeah. Didn't it? it freaking crushed it. Uh, yeah. And like social media fell in love with it. So this might be my fan pick. Shout out Eric. Um, but um, the actors were really good. And like, it was just very quick and witty. And it was like, I was like in that in-between period, like I was like getting fed up, not fed up, but like tired of the office and just something wanted like some type of like comedy, but I didn't have to like pay too much attention to, but ended up like paying attention every night. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it's uh, no, a, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's a fantastic pick. <laughs> oh, Kyle. Uh, the wait, podcast Creek, listeners, you can't. Sorry, Marley, I, I've watched it. Marley watches it all the time. But for the podcast listeners, Kyle's got such a good good boy or girl. What, what's what's that cute pup's name? Good boy. Good boy. What's his name? Cooper. Cooper. Oh. Cooper. Audio listeners. Cooper is right now on the, the Skype call. And I wish I could give you the joy that Cooper seeing cooper he, just he's been me. staring at me from the corner the whole time been on this call and he just now decided to get next to me yeah, i love <laughs> it join the pod coop um 
Okay, Miles just took Shit's Creek. Um, I actually don't think that's a. You didn't pull a Robinson there. I don't think you pulled a Robinson. I don't think that's like a a mainstream. Most Emmys of all time. He definitely pulled a Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought you'd say pulled a Robinson. What are you talking about? Probably the most awarded TV show of all time. Yeah, but he said I got you to admit that. (laughs) No one watches. No one cares about the TV awards. Yeah, seriously. Um, Okay. Eric. Yeah, yeah. You you have two back to back picks here to end your draft. All right. I'm kind of glad. I, I was f- pissed that he took Always Sunny uh, for comedy because it's my first pick, but I'm kind of glad he forced my hand. Um, for comedy, I'm going to go with The Chappelle Show. Uh, just oh. set the stage for skit comedy. I think it's super rewatchable. Also, they finally settled their disputes with uh, VHS, whoever owns that show. Dave Chappelle finally got paid. Probably one of the best comedians of all of our era, too, just pretty much got free reign to make the show whatever he was whatever whatever he wanted to make it about kind of the same thing as reno 911 you probably couldn't get away with a lot of that humor uh in this day and age i'm glad. none of it yeah literally none of it <laughs> <laughs> and i'm glad there's a, there's a show that i'm gonna bring up and someone might take but key and peel is also up there for me and i think uh, if i had yeah. to choose one or the other i i'd have to go with Chappelle's show because it came first and set the stage for key and peel but both equally as funny and i wish i could pick them both um but yeah dave Chappelle show now streaming on netflix if you guys want to go back and watch that it's okay to watch you don't have to uh do uh, boycott, boycott it. it and then for my wild card um this one's tough this one's tough uh going for Going off of uh, what other people are picking, I was going to do a documentary, but I don't think I'm going to do a documentary. I'm going to go with Chernobyl, the miniseries. God uh, damn it. They- <laughs> that, was, damn it. <laughs> that was my exact line of thinking. I have like two reality shows written down, or documentary style, and I was like, I'm just going to go with Chernobyl instead. And all right, now i yeah. got to think about this. Uh, just, I think that's like, there's only five or six episodes, and they just absolutely put on a performance for us like super rewatchable because it's only six episodes and just a great timepiece um mm-hmm. set in that that chernobyl era and also just this, the sheer fact the sheer event of chernobyl interests me and it, there's nothing like it so to watch a television show a drama television show about that time period is nuclear <laughs> yeah I mean, i'm waiting for some another one to happen like wh- when's the next nuclear disaster so we can have another good tv show about it jesus christ, jesus christ. Um, also that... surprisingly uh factually accurate as well too like a lot of the stuff that happened in the show did happen in real life same doctors same names everything oh shit and they like start discovering like really like super rare animals that are living in that area do you guys see that like article yeah. it's like no, super endangered not. species have started like living in the like where humans couldn't go. I don't know. Might not have been real. I don't. I don't trust that. Radiated and like mutated. No, I just think they were like animals that are endangered, and for some reason they're there. I now that you guys, none of you have heard of it. I am doubting the legitimacy of what <laughs> I read. <laughs> Very much. So, uh, Eric, go pick. We'll go to you, Miles, and then we'll go to me, and then we'll go to Kyle to wrap this up. All right, um, I'm going to do my animated pick now, and uh, this might be a surprise pick for me, but have you ever heard of it? Uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and it's an anime series. It's really good. It's on, uh, it's on Netflix, and I watched this, I think I binged it 
one of the summers I was in uh, Slow and it was really good. Like they do a really good job with like storytelling, character development. And I, I'm not like an anime guy because like I had my hesitations going into it, but I had like multiple friends like recommended to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck it. Like I'll give it a shot. And like immediately, like it didn't take, it's not like one of the series, like it takes like, oh yeah, just like wait, like, like to episode five or six and then you'll start getting in. Like, no, they start like pretty hot on like episode one and like you get like the storytelling and again like the character development very good for like an animated series i really enjoyed it i'm yeah. glad you said that dude that's been on the top of my list for so long and i didn't want to become like an anime guy but yeah I I, that's all either. i needed to become an anime guy i've heard really I, good yeah. things about that show too i swear like i never wanted to be the anime guy but like it's really <laughs> good and but there's two of them, I right? Am there's the anime guy. There's yeah, Full so Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and apparently you're supposed to do the Brotherhood. Yeah. So what happened was like, so it's based off like the the Japanese um, manga, uh, like uh, comic Mongo. books. They call them like magas or something. Mango. Um, yeah. Muted? No, you're, you're <laughs> no. We just don't. Like it's it. called just ignoring you. It's mango <laughs> with an O instead of an A. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the Full Metal Alchemist that that series was like they finished it before uh the manga was finished so like the ending's a little different and then the brotherhood was after the comic book was finished and so it's more based off that and so everyone says like watch the brotherhood it's like game of thrones yeah season eight versus season one through seven gotcha exactly they should have waited but highly recommend if you haven't watched um a great pick game of thrones what really quick before I give my pick, I, this like let's keep this to ten to fifteen seconds. All of you have watched Game of Thrones. Are you excited for the House of the Dragon show that's coming out in a year? That's in, in based in the Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's filming. I, I have my hesitations, Dreaming, Brian. <laughs> There's no shot. I have my hesitations. Like they're, it's filming. Like it's a hundred percent coming out in a year. Yeah, and they so, have the cast already. Yeah, it's like happening, Eric. I didn't know it's a year though. I feel like they're gonna push that one back. All right. Well, you don't know anything. I don't believe you. I don't you trust them. I don't trust them. I actually, I've got an inside, inside. Of course you do. Okay. Yeah, you know. My last pick here before we go to Kyle to round out the TV show draft action adventure. A lot of great action adventure shows have been taken. So I will go to. I had this as a safety, and I'm now the more I think of it, it's it's a great show. I'm gonna take Narcos Action Adventure. The first two seasons of Narcos, Pedro Pascal is magnificent. Um, obviously, whoever plays Pablo Escobar plays it perfectly, and whoever the white dude is who narrates it, I thought he was really good too. I just thought that the I'm the first two seasons specifically I'm talking about are just. I wish they stretched that out into five. I just thought that that was such a good cast and that was so fun. And like, even like down to stuff like Pablo Escobar's mom, who like annoyed me so much, but that's just like how good of a show it was and how like they would sometimes show like news clips that it's like basically the same shit that happened in the show. Um, so yeah, I'll go Narcos for my action adventure to round that off. Uh, Mr. Kyle, Mr. Castaneda. Because Eric took my wild card one, I am going to zag on this one. Take it. Take a category that's not a part of this, but uh, so my wild card would be F one Drive to Survive. Um, Ooh, I don't know if you got. I don't know if you guys watched it. Was never into Formula One racing until I saw this mm-hmm. show, and now I'm head over heels for it. Waking up early for races. Uh, the way the way that they set up the whole sport of it is like your teammates actually your biggest enemy in the entire in the entire league. 
Um, so seeing that dynamic is interesting. And also every single one of these drivers think that they're like, like A-list celebrity Hollywood people. And so they're just super uh, well put together guys all like have this like passive aggressive beef against each other. It's a great TV show. Really got me into Formula One racing. I got How does the TV show work? Like, does it follow like live races or is it kind of more like, oh, yeah. uh, it's like the stories leading up to the race and then like the race happens? No, it's it's individual teams they follow. They follow all the racers, and then they're actually at the races as well, too. Is it kind um, of like um, Hard Knocks in a way? It's like Hard Knocks, but the downside of Hard Knocks is it's only preseason. This is yeah, like yeah, yeah. They, they do every single race throughout the year, and they okay. like follow you throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, great show. Awesome show. Yeah, I'd recommend it, too. There's three seasons out. It covered 2018 season, 2019, then 2020. And oh, I think I'll I'm on season two right now. It's it's really good. Everything Kyle said, for sure. All right. Well, Kyle, yeah, shout out to you. Nice late round sleeper there. All right, gentlemen, we've wrapped it up. But before we go, let's wrap up all of our picks. So we'll go uh, Kyle, because you just went. We'll go Kyle, me, Miles, Eric to wrap up our draft picks for this, like your whole teams or your selections. Yep. So I went drama with succession. Animated was family guy. Comedy was it's always sunny. Action adventure was the boys, and then wild card was F1 drive to survive. All right, and then for me, Brian, I had a uh, true detective as drama, narcos as action adventure, comedy, the office, animated South Park, and my wild card was eastbound and down. Miles, action adventure, I have Mando, drama, Game of Thrones, comedy, Reno 911. Avatar, or uh, no, no, um, Full Metal Alchemist for animated, and then bonus with Shit's Creek. All right, and Mr. Robinson? Yeah, for uh, Action Adventure, I have Band of Brothers. Comedy, I got Chappelle Show. Animated, I got Avatar, The Last Airbender. Drama, I got Breaking Bad. And for my wild card, I picked Chernobyl. All right, gentlemen, great draft. We'll see what the Twitter audience has to say this time to our picks. That's um, all that matters. Yeah, And I say this to all of you and to all of the listeners, if you have a cool thing that we could draft, let's do it. Cause I, I would, I like doing these types of drafts, uh, a little tease. I've been thinking guys about doing potentially like the coolest person and like a cool sports players thing. So it's like NFL coolest player, NBA is a category MLB. And then you have like, like a, a category that's like, maybe like it, it's a combination of like golf, tennis, like Brian, let's, the, let's not be just the, let's, the just do, let's just do a hot guy draft. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll take Alex Turner number one in that case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Miles, great having you on for the first time. Thanks Aaron for having Kyle. Me. Always good to see you do boys. Uh, we'll be back with more drafts of this in the future. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Enjoy the playing games for the NBA playoffs. We'll be back with a little more on that. And uh, episode 99, we'll have some MCU where you're talking about the Fantastic Four. And we're almost to the big 100 episode 100. So that will be coming up shortly as well. Thank you all. Have a great day. Love you. God bless. See you next time. Thanks, Brian. Adios. Cheers.